right and we are recording hey good people welcome back that was a long like i know i'm trying to get back into the groove of it (laughs) welcome back good people i'm ashley i'm sheena and we are the voices behind jesus Jesus business business and culture. And Why are we culture. so slow there? I don't know. I wanted to. I told you. I'm still <laughs> you, trying to. You I'm threw trying, me off. <laughs> I'm trying to get back into the groove of this. We're in the groove. We got it. We in here. We're in the now groove. We got it. We got to record a couple more for us to be in the groove. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I think we're missing one thing about our recordings. That's what it is. What is that? Uh, it's just we're missing the one thing. Oh my gosh. That's Should what we it is. stop? Should we stop? No, we're going to pop. We, stop? we can stop. No, we got some good stuff for this one. So we're going to get know, into it. I'm looking forward to it. I know, but I feel like we can, we can just pause it right quick and, uh, and, and get after it and no. uh, come back. We can uh, do it. No, nah, we are. All right. Are you so, ready? Do you yeah. remember how we start since you're getting back into it? Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worship song. Okay, great. Are you ready? Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. We normally do some random stuff it's before we get into. You the do random song. stuff before. Is it you sing? Am and I the one? It, yeah, it's definitely you. Okay, well. I'm too much of a. Uh, no, you're not because you don't even be adding to the sheet. I don't have to add to the sheet to know what our topics to like, are. Yes, Ashley clicks at me all the time. <laughs> you She'll know, be like, hey, can you give me that? It was a little. Now I've learned kind of what that means. It's not really, it's kind of amb- ambiguous. Yeah, it's kind of like jib. Like it hit me in the jib. Yeah, a jib is a piece of the body, a, a body part. It can be anything. It could be anything. Elbow, like hand, face, jib. We've been friends long enough. I told you we're gonna, I'm going to make you do the 10-year challenge of what we were doing in our like uh, suit vests and grad school express attire oh my gosh a vest is not a jacket a vest is not a jacket anyway so what is your worship song of the week song of the week well i'm the only one that did it so wow i'm literally right here (laughs) i'm gonna piggyback on yours you have such a good testimony around this one and is it a testimony i got a testimony there's the singing there's the randomness Uh, we back we back (laughs) okay go Um, your worship song of the week worship song of the week which is really of the episode we really got to rename that but keep going Oh, sure. Yeah, because we were doing this weekly. Which was insane. I don't know why we ever uh, thought that we would have time for that. We Yeah, we were on it at one point. Anyway, worship song of the episode. This is episode 32. Two. Uh, I have 31 on that, but 32. And the worship song, <laughs> our worship song, joint effort, is Firm Foundation by Chandler Moore and Cody Carnes. Our boy Cody Carnes. Um, it is based on the scripture, Matthew 7, 24, 27. And I mean, I was reading the scripture and I was like, man, they like legit just plucked this straight from the straight from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And those are my favorites. Like, you know, I think I've mentioned, um, uh, my girl, uh, Chuck's Dottie, Dottie Peebles. Oh man. She just tells all kinds. She, she put all the Bible, Jonah the Bible. was in the well. <laughs> She put all the Bible stories together. She's like, yeah, you going to get, we going to get uh, half of the Old Testament in here. 1000%. Um, but you knew it. You knew what it was too. So, but anyway, the, um, the first verse says, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. And uh, he's faithful through generations. I'm trying to like talk you might it, as well but just sing, sing it. it. I'm, I, I, so, so why would he fail me now? 
he won't and then they go into it but man the bridge uh it goes rain came wind blew but my house was built on you so i'm safe with you i'm gonna make it through and when it came out it came out like on a random like monday and i was like oh yeah i'm adding this to the the list and i started listening to it and it just reminded me of just 2020 um in just the example of what that year was um and you've mentioned yeah we've both mentioned how 2020 on the outside like everything the world was going crazy but so many blessings happened um and so many great things happened in our mm-hmm. lives personally and in my, our friends lives yeah. personally um in the year of 2020 and and it was just a, a straight example of standing on the firm fa- foundation like um there was like a peace at, with everything happening um there was still a peace within me and I think within both of us because that's what we knew. That's we mm-hmm. were standing on a firm foundation yeah. and that is uh, the word of God that is having and putting our faith in Christ. Like, um, you know, at the time I was working for Disney and they furloughed like everybody, 98% of their company. Like I was one of like 50, I think that, uh, stayed on it but I knew like if the if the mouse decided to lay me off like yeah I'm gonna panic there's I'm gonna be I, you know we've always said we would be honest and and transparent like heck yeah I'm gonna be in a panic but you know in the end I knew that God was gonna was going to hold me and see me through it and uh, through the years that's something that I've learned and had to learn like as God has snatched things away from me and just like who are you who are you serving who are you worshiping um, I've learned like legit to have mm-hmm. and put my faith and just depend on God I mean even the lines of that song ditto like nothing nothing to add but just echoing what you said is like um a piecer than the, in that in Chandler Moore. And, you know, I, I told you, I think we said in the last episode, like Chandler Moore is going to get every single dollar that he has. Every single one. And I find his voice to be like very interesting and mostly just like a, a grumble. Um, but man, he's saying his butt off in this one. And even in his, in his verse, which he says, I still got joy in chaos and I've got peace that uh-huh. makes no sense. Yeah. Like sometimes I'd be singing that in the shower and we all know that I have a voice that is only between me and Jesus and I don't care. Um, but like, like I just got, I have peace that makes no sense. And mm-hmm. 2020 was really like, yo, this is like a wild time. Like we're literally living in a once in a generation experience and I've got peace that makes no sense. And like, I, you know, I'm, I was working for the same employer, um, but I had a sense of like wariness because like, I didn't really know, uh, like what to expect like I think I had like more equity and more cloud and more like certainty when I was working for the magic and like my value there and what it stood like UCF is such a big university and a big um a big employer and like mm-hmm. I'm not a tenured professor etc you know so there were so many things that were felt could have felt really uneasy but yeah. like there was just like a piece that makes no sense and like we know that that is like the peace of the lord so um thank you for letting me piggyback on your worship song of the episode i was gonna pick that and i looked at the sheet when i got here and was like there's not a ton of music coming out i've trying to listen through this apple music like curated worship list and yeah 
I'd be feeling bad because I'd be like, next. I know. Next. I know. I I actually listened to Bethel and was like. Because Naomi's not. That's the only reason you yeah, listen to it. Yeah, that's the only reason I listen to it. Bethel got a little wacky for a minute. Their pastors definitely did. But we're going to talk a little bit about pastors getting a little wacky today, oh, aren't man. we? Yeah. Yeah. Their pastors did get a little wacky. But look, incredible. Good song. If you haven't heard it, it's called Firm Foundations again. Um, Rain can win and personally our boy justin sings that song better than anybody so i'll stay i'll stand firm on that as well Yo, he hit that falsetto listen i'll take my best that baby bro you better he that boy better that's a whole other that's a whole we might have to have him on the podcast that's a whole uh, that's a whole other can of worms but that boy can sing um So last episode, we talked a little bit about our goals, mm-hmm. shared a little bit of transparency. How you doing with those? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm still quarantine chubby, but you know, I'm getting it off. How about like, are you feeling better about your workouts? Like, yeah, you- I'm definitely feeling better. Uh, I've been working out for what is it? Like 15 days? I don't know. So 15 days straight? What? Something like that. 14 days straight? I mean. Give Something, or take. Yeah, give or take. And I, I've been getting up every morning and working out, which is, that is a new feat for me because uh, I do not like getting up in the morning. No, let com- me no lay, comment. Let me lay in the bed. Um, but yeah, that's doing, that's going well. Um, you know, I'm still trying to find my boo. Still on this thing. Like, hey, sliding them DMs. You know what I mean? <laughs> they still, they you guys, it's still dry. That's fair. Okay. But other than that, you feel good about your goals? Yeah, yeah. Good. Other than that, I feel good about my goals, you know. It's only January 17th, so. My house is built on you. Okay. <laughs> good segue? I I'm mean, not sure. I just, you know, just depending on God to send me my boo. We heard you, Sheena. Just saying. How are you doing with your goals? <laughs> You okay? You can I, I, you can lament for a minute if you need nah, to. I'm you good. seem like you were really in the zone I'm over good. there. No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, uh, okay. My goals are good. Um, I'm enjoying working out. I've missed the gym. I I was nervous about the gym, but I really just missed like lifting weights and like a lap pull down. I know that's so weird. Like I really missed no, a lap pull I down. I do miss lap pull downs. I'd be up here in, in here like with the uh with the dumbbells like it's just not the same it's just not the same and holding you know my guy andy spear is amazing but he does do a good job but man um so i've enjoyed being back at the gym i'm a 5 a.m gym person so i feel a little more secure in the gym because i literally can name the five people who are in the gym with me like Dwayne, who works the front desk alfredo and his husband uh miss pearl and then like miss jackie like that (laughs) that's it there is one new girl i haven't made friends with her yet she's on the stairmaster every morning as soon as i get there at 5 10 and that's all she does i haven't made friends with her yet did but y'all notice that it was all miss pearl miss jack yeah it's a bunch Mr. of 100 year old people and i early. don't care i feel safest there Listen. and i i know for me that if i don't get up in the morning something is going to come up. There's going to be a happy hour. There's going to be an event. I'm just going to be tired. I'm going to need to cook dinner. So like it just works best for me to be up that early. I would love to have like an accountability partner who wants to like ride uh, the Peloton with me on Tuesdays and Thursdays at like five in the morning. So if you're out there and you listen to our podcast and you want to be friends and like get on the Peloton, I would love that. Um, I'm going to punch you. 
why are you going to punch me? Because, yeah, that was a jab. At it's me. not a jab at you. That's not what you like to do. So I'm putting it out there to somebody else. Don't feel some kind of way. You can't not want to do it and be mad that I asked somebody else. No, because I said that I was like, I am trying to love you the way that you would like to be loved. Oh, for I was going to, I said, what day do you want to pick for us to ride together? Right, but I know you hate it. So, like, I, I don't do it. But that's 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 what love is. I know, but though. I asked that's, you for like. Oh, first of all, I'm not doing this with you that, right now. That's, that's, Absolutely I'm not. I'm trying to no. pour into you, girl. <laughs> I'm I trying to love you, you literally I'm, I'm for trying to love her the way that she wants to be loved. It's no worries. I and I accept. She love reject. You. She rejected that. That's not true. I asked you for actual years to work out with me in the morning, and you wouldn't do it. I would every now and then. Right, every now and then, when and like that's together. not what I need for when accountability. We live, when we live together, we are. I worked out with you in the morning. Every now now and then. Yeah. But from an accountability standpoint, like that's not what I need. It's okay. I mean, just asking you, friend, did you go to the gym? It's not enough. I like like to work out like that. It's accountable to be like, yo, so-and-so is going to be at the gym looking for me. And you know, for a while, Alfredo was that person for me. Like if I didn't come for the gym for a couple of days, he'd be like, where have you been? So I actually, Alfredo's my guy. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, Speaking of athletes, because I think everybody is an athlete. um, Mm Mm-hmm. We are at the start of my favorite time of the year. It is tennis season. Tennis season, you guys. The start of the Grand Slam. This is the time of the year that not I the get up. Slam. No, because Serena's not playing in the Australian Open. So for those of you who are sports fans, but maybe not tennis fans, the Australian Open is the beginning of the four Grand Slams, followed by the French, then Wimbledon. Did I say it backwards? You made me face at me. And then the U.S. Open. No, I'm saying it right. Um... Now you got me questioning myself. I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't oh. frowning because of that. So the Australian Open's happening. I am now up at midnight wanting to watch the matches. Even though Serena's not in it, I still am very curious. Coco got beat today. Oh my gosh. I was um, like, Jesus. But Madison Keys played well and she, she won. She did. She did. Um so there's a lot happening, but the biggest news of the Australian Open Sheena oh, is what? The Joker. He got kicked out of AO. He got kicked out. <laughs> Australia said, you take your non-vaccinated <laughs> cell phone somewhere. Okay. Like, get on. Here's the thing. So, the Australian Open is a big deal. He's won the Australian Open for the last two two years. Novak right. Djokovic is, and also the number one tennis player in the world. Absolutely. And, and he's, and he's uh, he was on his road to 21. Correct. Well, what's interesting is that he and Nadal are on the road for 21. Right. So, really, whoever wins this tournament, which was most likely going to be one of the two of them. Yeah. Um, is going to be making history. Unless Medvedev come through. Yeah, I mean, listen, anybody could win, but Absolutely. like, obviously, they're the number well, one. Ain't going to be Joker. Right. So he got kicked out because he refused to get vaccinated. And obviously, Australia has not played any games about, vac- about their they vaccinations. Have not. They have not. They have been probably the strictest. Um, like, you have to be vaccinated to come in. Um, uh, and their lockdown. They weren't like America's lockdown. America has not been locked down at all. <laughs> at all. Like their lockdown, they were like legit in the house and nothing could open back up until they reached 90% yeah. vaccination. And they're at 92 now. Yes. And so for them, and I know that there were citizens that were protesting when he was released briefly um from being detained um and it was a visa issue actually yeah um, so was, so just to clear that up it yeah. was a visa issue that actually uh flagged him but i also think that it was him not being vaccinated and his recklessness that 
the recklessness that had that had come like two weeks prior with him testing positive, doing an event and lying about it. Also, I think this is the second time that he tested positive. Possibly. So what really, so not what really, but what happened was the Australian Open, the governing body of the Australian Open, it granted him an exemption, mm-hmm. exception, exemption. exemption. Mm-hmm. I said the framework yeah, yeah, the first yeah, time they got right. nervous. Right. It's like, is that the right? I, I mean, mean, exception too. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So essentially he was allowed to come in based on their exemption for mm-hmm. him to come into the country and compete in the tournament. And then he got flagged at the airport and detained and the Australian Open was basically like, sorry, like, yeah, I mean, these are the country's rules, it's right? Abo- it is above me now. I personally think that they set him up. Okay. I personally think that they were like, oh, you can come so that they wouldn't be like the tournament that turned him away because you know that the Australia, you know that the U.S. Open is obviously going to let him come. Um, London is a little more open. Will they? I think that they will. Um, anyways. It is America. Yeah, I think that the restrictions are different. And so, like, I think that they didn't want to be the one to say no and that they pushed it back onto the gov- onto the government. Also, like, stirring the pot. Um, the prime minister in Australia, it's an election season. So I think that they're, the government is under a lot of pressure from their citizens to be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You've had us in the house. We're required to get vaccinated. All these mandates. And now this, like, elitist. This joker. And, like, it's been, like, on NPR, they called him an elitist. Right. Like reporting from Melbourne said, like, so we just let elitists do whatever they want. It's like the the haves and the have nots. So he's been kicked out. He his visa has officially been de- denied, yeah. essentially. And I, what's interesting to me is that I don't feel like anybody feels bad for him. Yeah. I have never seen in all of my years of watching tennis, and I know you're about to like switch over and be like the tennis aficionado. But like in all my years of watching tennis. I have never seen a world number one so disliked. Yeah. Like there is no in between on Djokovic. Either he's like your guy and you love him or you're like, I wish he would retire. I never want to watch him play again. (laughs) That's true. It's so wild. Like even with like Agassi being like kind of crazy and obviously doing some drugs and like the fake hair and all the stuff like people liked him. You know what I mean? Like everybody liked Pete Sampras. He was like nice and like, you know, all the thing anyways, but like, and I mean, I think you want to comment on this even more than I do. Like when Naomi Osaka was like, I'm going to take a break. My mental health is like not well. I'm not going to be doing press conferences. Novak was the first person to criticize. Yeah. Her. He basically said like, um, well, you know, there are rules involved and all of this stuff and we all get tired, but that's a part of the game. And so like for him to criticize her and now, Look at him. Look at that joke. <laughs> it's like the prime example of like tweets that didn't age well. I know. And people brought it up too. And and if this were, and I think you we were talking about it earlier, um, if this were any other player, like, first of all, the coverage would probably di- probably be different. It, it's kind of split. Um, the coverage is kind of split mm-hmm. um, as far as, um, you know, how – it's being perceived in the media. Mm-hmm. But like, if this was Serena, like they Forget would it. be destroying her. And you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they showed side by sides that even just like the caricatures of when like Serena had her quote unquote meltdown melt at the U S open versus yeah. like the Joker, like violently hitting a, a line judge with a ball in the throat. Yeah. So I, I personally have no like uh, empathy for him. Yeah. In his own words, rules are rules. rules are, that's what I was going to say. Rules are um, rules. And 
your exemption didn't exempt you and your visa next time get your paperwork in order yeah Follow it, do it the right way and i don't have i'm not mad to have a tournament that is without him like listen you can't deny his greatness right he's great he's just unlikable yeah he i hate that he takes his shirt off after every match nobody wants to see your little scrawny body <laughs> especially because he was also one to was like you, rules are rules and like the women don't need to change their shirt after a match but like he literally strips down after every single match and again like i don't care i'm not criticizing his body in a real meaningful way i'm just being silly but like he skirts the rules in every opportunity that he gets mm-hmm. and then like wants to hold everybody else accountable like woe is me and he's always a victim and i have like very little tolerance for him zero tolerance like just none so People are wild. People in positions of authority do crazy things. Oh, man. You want? I guess we're going to go on to our next one. And this is, uh, um, this is, we're going to talk about, uh, Pastor Mike Todd from Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm sure if you guys are even alive on the internet, you've probably seen the clip. Not alive on the internet. From, uh, this past Sunday, what is that, July. 16th mm-hmm. um with his new sermon series that he has and um it was a clip and it's an illustration from mark eight twenty three, um where jesus took a blind man by the hand and led him out of the village and then spitting on the man's eyes he laid his hands on him and he healed them so let's just say that uh pastor mike did that as an illustration um, I'll tell you what, I am alive on the internet and I cannot bring myself to watch it because there was nothing that could have been explained in the in this illustration that would have justified you using actual spit on another person. And not even just like it was like a it was yeah. I I'm looking away. Yeah, don't was, even tell me what it was like. I don't yeah. want to know. I don't want to know because I feel like spitting on me is ground not i feel like 1000 percent spitting on me is grounds for us scuffling we squaring up like we're gonna square meet me in the front yard we're gonna square up i don't even fight but yeah me me either i'm too old i'm too small i'm not athletic anymore i get winded quickly like but you spit at me intentionally and we're going to, we're going to square up. Yeah. Even yeah. if I get my head whooped, like I, we're still going to, we're going to fight just on principle. Yeah. It, I mean, I didn't watch fully, but like I saw him spin in his hand and then I like looked away and then, Ugh. yeah, it was disgusting. And I listened to Mike Todd. Uh, I like what he's done. Um, I like listening to his messages. I like watching his messages as yeah. well. Um, I One thing that I have really enjoyed um, watching his growth um, is how, like, how he's embraced the church and, like, the congregants outside of the four walls of, yes. of the church. And so I think he's really challenged the, the Little C church um and how it's viewed good very um, good his illustrations yeah they are sometimes extra this was way across the line way across the line and uncalled for um but like his illustrations like 
outside of this one, they make sense. And the thing is, with this illustration, he could have done this illustration with so many things. He could have used the mud version. That's in, I think, John. John is I a mean, mud version. I mean, he could have like, just used some he water. He could have used water, like, and say, like, Shaving cream, imagine this is whipped spit, cream. Bottom, you know, so much. But, um... With his answers, with his illustrations, like he's reaching someone, and I mean, he like they they had like six figures, like six figures in salvations or something like that this year. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and what I I think I like the most is that he's pulling in like all the elements for all generations. Yeah, when he preaches, and um, yeah, it w- this one was too far, and it's in the middle of a Panasonic. Um, it's, I thought that it was very irresponsible because there were so many different ways, uh, to get that point across without actually going through the act. Yeah. And I, I think we talked a little bit about, uh, like when we were talking about just in general, talking about this in like our friend group, and then also just preparing for this podcast, talking about like, we don't really, the illustrations are impactful, but sometimes like you're just doing too much. And I think, you know, you work in this world. Obviously I don't, but like we all live in this world now. Like you boil down something, you boil down an hour sermon or a 30 minute sermon to a clip, a 30 second clip clip or a three minute clip. And it really distorts the message and it, and people are going to judge you on that clip. And that's like a tough balance because like you want to market and you want to get it out. You want to drive people to listen to the whole message. But most often, especially somebody who's, not interested in church or not going to church or not interested in his whole t- tactics and antics and all those things. Like they're only going to get that three minute and that, that can be, that can backfire on you. Right. Right. You have to be very careful. And, um, he has been, he's come under fire. Like, uh, he's, he's had a lot of heat over the past couple of months, like trending on Twitter and, uh, you know, the blacks, we, you know, we 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 hold him hold the feet to his feet to the fire. We definitely do. I um, do you have more? Sorry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So going into that and some of the things that I've seen and I don't I don't do, I don't agree with this at all. Like they say, like he doesn't preach the Bible and God isn't in his sermons. And I'm like, I definitely disagree with you. Like yesterday. That was disgusting. You did not use discernment, wisdom. You threw all that. You thought like, oh, this is a great idea. This is going to hit. But you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I, I think what, like, you can't say that he's not preaching from the Bible because that's literally, literally he took literally an exact from the scripture from the Bible. Right. What I, what I worry about, and this is not a sweeping criticism of Mike Todd, because I still, I agree with you on a lot of his things, kind of like what we were just talking about with Djokovic, like, cannot deny his greatness, cannot deny, like, cannot deny that Mike Todd is impacting his community, that he is sharing the gospel and all these things. I am a touch concerned that we sat in a room, I anticipate that he sat in a, this is my assumption, uh, transformation, come and tell me if I'm crazy. I anticipate that, like, in order to prepare for that sermon, somebody else has to know what the illustration is and that no one said, hey, hey, boss, hey, uh, hey, pastor, hey, hey, buddy, hey, friend, hey, bro. Uh, this is this is this is odd. Like, I don't think I think this is too far. That concerns me a little bit mm-hmm. um, because to your point of saying like no discernment and, the, you know, I think 
test the spirit in that. Like, mm. I'm, I, it's odd to me that it even got to the point that he was on stage doing that. Right. Um, and it was his brother. I, it was his brother. Could have been Jesus himself. I don't think I, it no, was. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying, like, it was his brother. Yeah. I mean, and, like, I get it. Like, but that concerns. If, any, if anybody, like, bro, like. Yeah, like, bro, you're going to spit on. my face you're for gonna, real, for real? Come like, on, come on. Like, you, use some hand sanitizer. Like, something. anything else. Um, But in a quick pivot, you know, we're, we're, we're basically 24 hours, 36 hours from that actual live sermon and then the clip kind of going viral from we've gotten a full apology from him mm-hmm. and um you know it will be judged on twitter um especially on black twitter whether it was genuine whether it was sincere whether he would have apologized if people weren't an uproar etc 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 but i felt strongly what i really liked about his apology is that it was just that it was an apology it wasn't a you are not spiritual enough to see what was being illustrated. It mm-hmm. wasn't a double down on my uh, authority to do what I want. Um, I think oftentimes we see spiritual leaders make mistakes and either are really fake humble or double down on like, if you don't agree, well, then you're outside of the will of God and you're rebellious and you lack submission and surrender and all the other things. Like, I actually really liked that he just straight up apologized. And he said, like, I acknowledge I acknowledge what you're you're saying. I acknowledge your feelings. I watched the clip. It was disgusting. It's disgusting. Point blank, period. Yep. And yeah, I I agree with you. Like I've gotten a couple like in with with parents even just like with authority Mm. figures like I'm sorry that made you feel that way. That's not an apology. That's not an apology. And I can't stand that. I I also hate I'm sorry if that's what you heard me said. Right. I don't remember that. But if that's what you heard me say and I'm like, so you call me a liar? That's a lot. It it called me a liar. So like. I just think that people who are in a position of authority and we all have our own level of authority in that we walk in, whether that's at work, whether that's in our families, whether that's in our friend group, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, your point parents, like, you know, like, well, this is what I know. This is how I was raised. And I was right. like, that doesn't make it right. Like, and if you make that mistake, like just apologize and that's be sincere. Yeah. And the biggest apology will be change behavior. Absolutely. I think that that will be the main thing that like people, I hope that people will see, from Mike Todd is that like maybe he'll dial back his illustrations or maybe his illustrations will be more thought out. Maybe maybe somebody in that room who maybe did say something prior mm-hmm. and right. then they went ahead and did it will actually have more conviction more. and more confidence to say to continue to speak up moving forward. Because maybe somebody did say something and he said, I'm going forward and maybe he's going to have more trust in that person and he's going to have more trust in his team. I don't know. These are right. all my assumptions, but I just think. When you apologize and when you own it, you have the ability to pivot. Right. And true apology looks like change behavior. You can't say, I'm sorry you felt that way and a fake apology or say, I'm really sorry and then keep doing what you said, which was a problem or what was hurtful or which was offensive or whatever the case may be. And I, I'm hopeful that the same people who were quick to criticize, and again, we both co-signed, disgusting, shouldn't have been done, deserved every apology that came out right um that we can have the same grace that we have for others right i i totally agree because like i like i said before 
what he's doing, like, you can't deny, like, the word that he's preaching and teaching. You cannot deny it. I think all all pastors go through and have gone through, like, having to, like, back, back, back mm-hmm. up and just, like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said it that way or mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done it. Like, you know, like, when I was doing social media for the church at one point, like, I didn't, we, we had a uh, open forum about like homosexuality and all of that stuff. And I was like, there's nothing that I could put as a soundbite that wouldn't get destroyed. On and, misconstrued. Media and misconstrued. So like mm-hmm. you just had to be there or you can go listen to the full sermon and get the full context of everything because like a 30 second soundbite, even a three minute soundbite, it doesn't give a full context. And I was like, yeah, I'm not putting anything out of that. Go listen to it. Yeah. And that's it. Like you, you just have to have that discernment and like protect, um, the, the little C and the big C essentially, like as much as you can. Um, and just, just, I I just pray, like you said, like he, as he's coming up with these illustrations, that is more wisdom has been involved because like, I'm going to say that I started to listen to Mike Todd off of a illustration that he did. Like it was a big illustration, like on Easter one year mm-hmm. and it was, a, it was an amazing illustration. It was, yeah, it was over the top, but he also has the stage to do those over the, over the top things as well. And so like, but it actually added to like the sermon and what it, what it was all about. And it tied it back in. So, and honestly, like his, his crazy over the top illustrations prepared him to pivot. Well, Mm-hmm. When we had a pandemic and everybody was yep. in their home because preaching to an empty room suddenly wasn't a problem because he was creating an environment that allowed you to understand and feel like you were there. Um, yeah. Cause I remember like, I, I realized that he hadn't opened back, ch- opened up church yet. Maybe like two months ago. Yeah. I said, this man had been preaching to an empty room this entire time. Yeah. Just this staff. And just like, preaching that i mean yes his staff is huge but like but it's not huge like his church is huge right right, absolutely but like preaching the house down too, like preaching the paint off the walls and that's all he preaching to Mm -hmm. you know and so Mm -hmm. like easily pivoted um and so i just pray that he just uh takes this and like uses this and remembers this when he's starting to build out his sermons and his uh illustrations yeah because there's definitely there's definitely no denying his ability to reach people mm-hmm. um i'm i anticipate that mike todd does not listen to our podcast yeah but maybe he will That's i awesome. if, if he Perhaps. does i the other thing that i would really like to see him change is that when and this is not a mike todd thing so let me rephrase the other thing that i would like to see a majority of pastors change um is that whenever we do relationships, we do the woman's voice. Oh, He's man. just, I want him to be oh, six foot God. tall and I want him to make six figures. And did it as like, first of all, none of us talk like that. I can't right. stand that. It drives me nuts. Why do we do that? And second, like we're not the only people who want to be in relationships and we're not the only people who have standards and lists and blah, 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 blah. Like I, I'm not going to say hate because that's like a really strong, but like it strong, it like irks me to like I can't even describe like that so many pastors I'm not say all because you know I don't really believe in absolutes that like so many pastors when they talk about and Mike Todd is like one of the many culprits he'll be like no girl I just we don't know and I'm like why are you always talking from the lens of a woman 
unsure and being raggedy and da 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 when it comes to relationships. Like, that is, like, one pet peeve. If anybody wants to forward this to Mike Todd and tell him, when you talk about relationships, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to send him a DM. Hopefully he reads it. <laughs> and let, yeah, send it to him and to TC Church. And yeah, to, yeah. I hope he reads it. And just say like, this is, this is like, and like the thing is like, I'm going to have his back. Like I know he's got antics and I know all those things, but I do think that he is doing good things. And I, I, I don't want us to be a people who don't have grace. Right. It's, it's the opposite of what we believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's the opposite of what we believe, and we can't have grace and rules. Yeah, it's just it's it's a little bit confusing. Yeah, it can't be like we, there's so there's enough grace for everything except this. Yeah, <laughs> except this. Like except this. This, this is there's just no, not enough grace. No turning back. There's not no enough grace for back. this. No. Yeah. So I I hope that he uh, that he's surrounded by some people who can speak truth in a situation when he is maybe going too far. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope that as a society and as a people, we can share that same grace that we're always hoping for and always complaining that the church doesn't give. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're always saying the church doesn't give grace, the church doesn't give grace, the church doesn't give grace. And I'm not. that's not even like a fully complete wrong statement, but also like maybe give that same grace that you want to see given out. That's my two cents. I don't know well, if it's worth anything, but that's my two cents. Let the church say. Do you have Australian Open predictions? Let the church say. Um, no. I think the women's field is kind of wide open. Wide open. Uh, the men's field, like uh, Nadal, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, what's my guy's? Oh yeah, we can talk all day. Never mind. I can't think of his name. Mm, yeah, I, I I think it's I think it's open. I gotta get a nap in so I can wake up at eleven and oh watch the ep- watch the matches. Oh my gosh! So, so, anything else you have to say? That's it. You know the the one thing I didn't share about my goals is the uh, fertility preservation, and I just want to tell you guys that like I'm not keeping that a secret. Like I'm gonna like fully, fully share uh, when the time is appropriate. So I didn't say like, oh, this is going this and this is going that. Like it's just it's not it's private. As you guys know, I'm a private person. It's like one of Sheena's pet peeves about me when it comes to no. when it comes to our brand, when it comes to our brand. I mean, like she, but can you put she, yourself out there a little yeah, more? I'm like, yeah, no, she, she over here calling me out for stuff. It's I'm looking you right in the face. It's not like I'm calling you out. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so dramatic. But I do want to, I do want to say that I am going to share that in like a more meaningful way. I'm going to interview you. Oh, okay, great. But perfect. A couple you, people you, reached out. You just let me know when you're ready. I I absolutely will. A couple people reached out, which I really appreciated, and just like we're really super supportive. Um, Aww. and I I love that. So I just want to say thank you, and I will share in a more detailed way when like it's appropriate and there's more to share. All right. Is this? Am I singing again? Let the church say amen. Is this it? That's it. Oh, well, as our best first godson would say, that's it. Peace out, good people.